You're listening to Life with Impact. Join us as we continue to rediscover the heart of Jesus together. All right. How's it going? Um, I'm David, if we haven't met. Um, I'm, I'm going to be continuing and actually closing out our series um, called Pressure Points, which we've been going through uh, for the past about a month or so, um, which is, has been a way for us to kind of go through the book of James um, rather than as like an in-depth Bible study um, or like a verse-by-verse um, study of the book. We've been kind of hitting some of those bigger points, um, taking it a chapter at a time and maybe picking up couple verses that uh, that we thought might be important and, and useful and helpful for us as we um, try to continue to live out um, this life with Jesus. Um, and so if you've missed any of it, um, I, would, I would recommend listening to them um, or watching them. Um, you can find them on YouTube or you can find them uh, anywhere else that you might listen to your podcast. Um, so that this week I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. And so if you, if you would like to turn there or scroll there, if you haven't been using an app, I will be going through the, or the portion I'll be going through is, is found in James 5. And before I get too far, I want to bring back up um, for just a second, um, or I want to back up just for a second to, to give you an invitation. And especially since I'm going to be talking about prayer, And with that, at some point in this message, you may feel as though you need to pray. And I ask for today, or this time, whenever you happen to be listening to or watching this, um, that you wouldn't ignore that. Um, But like you, maybe you can press, on this video, you can press pause um, to pray. Or if you need to call someone, and maybe, maybe you'd like them to pray for you. It's okay if you pause this video, get up and call them. I actually invite you to do that. Um, I just ask that you actually do that if that's where you are at. Uh, it will not offend me. And actually, in this video, I won't even know. So you could have already paused me. Um, but I just ask, and I really, I would really like you to do that if you feel as though that's where you are at. Now, to to set up this passage in James. Um, the, 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 the passage that I'm, I'm looking at is actually towards the very end. And something to keep in mind about James um, that might be helpful to remember is that this is a letter. This is a letter that the author, James, um, is writing to people. That this, he has real people in mind when he's writing this. And so as they get this, it's not just talking about random ideas. He's, he's meaning for re- actual real people to be doing these things. And so what happens in here is he's actually beginning to wrap this up. He's been talking about the different things that we've been talking about in this series. And it's getting to the point in the letter where now the people who have read this or, or heard it read to them, uh, it's getting to the point where now they're going to have to start living this out. And so this passage is almost a a way to help them do that. And so picking up in James 5, 13. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. 
are any among you sick, they should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. And so we have prayer. As I said before, that's a, that's a, obviously a big part of this passage. And so what is it? Like, what is prayer? Who do you think of when I say prayer? Some, some of you listening will probably think of closing your eyes, folding your hands, maybe kneeling. Perhaps you've heard the verse where Paul tells us that we should, be pr- we should pray without ceasing. Which that seems like a really tall task, because I mean, like, that's, we struggle to remember to maybe pray once a day. How are we supposed to pray without ceasing? And like, how, are we supposed to eat at some point also? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. But I want to maybe have us think about prayer more as a conversation. And with this idea of conversation, prayer is seen as something that's done with somebody. When I read this that passage from James, when we were praying, and when it talks about praying, we're praying to someone. We're praying to God. When we sing, we're singing to someone. We're singing to God. In the story of God's people, the presence of God is significant. But there is someone there for them. Whether it's Moses in the burning bush, when, they, when Israel was wandering in the desert, they had a pillar of fire and smoke to follow. And then when they had the tabernacle and the temple, there was a place in there called the Holy of Holies, which they believed was the actual dwelling place of God, that it was a place that they could point to in their camp or in their city and say, our God is with us. He's just there. And so there's this relationship that they have there. And even, even in the sacrifice, the, the sacrificial system that they have, like everybody's favorite Bible, uh, book of the Bible and Leviticus, there's actually a lot more relationship there than we might think. That in there, there's this, there's this idea of drawing closer to God when they brought their sacrifice, whether it was to the tabernacle or the temple, that this was a way they could connect with God. Many of the sacrifices actually included eating a meal with God. They would sacrifice the animal and some of it would be burnt up. Some of it the priests would eat and then some of it would be eaten by them, those who brought it. So while there were a lot of rules involved in in carrying out these sacrifices, they weren't just rituals. They were a way that they could connect with and eat with the God who brought them out of Egypt. However, life isn't always as simple as that. Like in Ecclesiastes, uh, in chapter 3, it actually says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. And when we skip down to maybe like, like verse 4, 
It says that there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Life includes quite the range of experience. We celebrate as we get new jobs. We worry when we lose one. We are happy as a new relationship forms. We break when our other, when other relationships fail. This is why in the first few verses of the section of, in, in James 5 that I read, it includes both parts. Are any of you suffering? Pray. Are any of you cheerful? Sing and praise. We can see these, this in the various stories of the Bible. There, is a lot, there are many stories of, of Israel weeping when it is captured or when they, when they see the temple destroyed or the place that their God dwelt with them was destroyed and they would weep. And there are also stories where God delivers them, like I mentioned before, when they're getting taken out of Egypt. They sing on the side of the Red Sea as they've been taken and saved from the Egyptians. And in the Psalms, which is often called the prayer book of the Bible, we can see this range of experience that some of us go through. And how and then the author here finds a way to talk about it with God. There are Psalms of Thanksgiving, celebrating the good fortune that God has given them. Psalms of lament, at times crying out to God, asking, where are you? How long until you will deliver us? And Psalms of anger, wishing harm on those who opposed Israel. The Bible is filled with stories, poems, prayers, and letters of people connecting to God. Because ultimately, we're not alone in this. When we pray, we are connecting to God. From Genesis 3 and on, there are ebbs and flows of this relationship between God and God's creation, trying to connect with one another. And when we pray for one another, when we confess our sins to one another, as it's mentioned in that James passage, we are connecting to one another as well. So we are not only connected to God, but we are also connected to each other. We have each other in this pursuit of God. And, and prayer can be kind of a weird practice to try to start. And right now, as I'm wrapping this up, you may notice that this is a bit shorter than some of the messages in the past. And that's because I want to invite each of us to pray. Like now, like right now, now. And it may feel like there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. That there might be right things to say and wrong things to say but we don't really want to mess it up because it, it feels, it sounds important. And that's okay if it feels awkward. Sometimes it might kind of feel like we're talking to a wall because we're not used to praying. We're not used to talking to somebody that's maybe not somebody that's directly in front of us. But my hope is that with this, that you would try. And if it makes you feel any better, even the disciples had to ask Jesus how to pray. That these people who had been following Jesus around for quite some time 
and were around him as he would teach and show people these things, they still had to ask, how are we supposed to pray? And so start wherever you are, wherever you're at. Think about some of the things that are important to you, whether you need healing in a certain area of your life, whether you have a big test or interview coming up. Think about that. Talk to God about it. What you hope for, what you need help with. If it's something that you feel uh, like you would you would like somebody to do it with, ask them. Like literally, right now. Call them, text them, ask them if they would pray for you. It's okay if you pause the video. I just want you to ask. Or, in the case that you don't, maybe you just don't know what to pray about. You can't think of anything, or you can't think of words to say. You can use a prayer that's already been written. It doesn't, it doesn't, when it's written, it doesn't make it any less real. Or less spiritual somehow. Like the prayer that Jesus told his disciples to pray. Which you may have heard referred to as the Lord's Prayer, or... And our, and our Father, which goes, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. That's a prayer people have been using for close to 2,000 years, and it's still a good one. Or, if perhaps maybe it's too hard to remember all of that, there's what's called uh, the prayer of the heart, which is much shorter and maybe easy to remember. And it's simply this, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The thing here, the important part, is to start. Start with something. It can be short. You're having you're just having a conversation with God. And again, if you need if you really feel like you need somebody to pray with you, call them, text them, talk to them. Right now. And when you do that, I invite you to keep doing it. As it as as it comes up, keep doing it. And maybe, maybe you're somebody that maybe we, we would like to have a reminder every once in a while that maybe it's easy on Sundays or whenever you happen to watch the message to, to pray then and to remember to pray then. Well, set a reminder on your phone. That's what I do. I have multiple reminders on my phone just to remind me to pray. It's okay. And so, now we're going to we're going to transition to a time of the offering, the giving, and also a time to take communion. And both of these are ways to connect with people, with the church. That although you watching this video, you may not be with the group in person, you are still very much connected to what goes on. You're still part of the community. 
and giving is a way you can give and continue to support that. And we're thankful that you continue to support what we do. And with communion, with whatever elements you happen to have with you, whether it's bread, jute, bread, a cracker, a tortilla, whether it's juice, wine, some other drink. But when we do this, this is something we do because God called us to. Jesus invited us to do and take this act as something as a way to remember what he did. That what he did was invite us into a deeper relationship with him. One, a relationship that he was willing to hand over his body for, to be broken. A relationship that then he took and shed his blood for, which was a sign of a new covenant, which is another way of saying it's a special type of relationship he has with those who take his communion. And so in this moment, maybe as you're doing this and reflecting on what is going on, remember that this is about the relationship, the connection between you and God. And as we take and we do these things that are about community, it's also about us connecting with one another as we come before God, as a church, as a community, as a group of people trying to follow God. Again, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's a conversation. It's juice and a cracker. The point is to do this and to continue to do this and to continue to build that relationship with God and with each other because we're going to need each other. We're going to need God as we continue to try to live out this life. And so I'm going to pray to close us out. God, we thank you that you are a God who continues to provide a way for us, that you are a God who continues to provide what we need when we need it, that you are a God who listens, that you are a God who hears us when we cry out, that you are a God who comforts us. And so we come to you and we ask that you continue to be with us, that you continue to show up in our lives in ways that we can see and feel and experience. That you continue to be and walk alongside us as we go through our day. That as we experience the highs and lows of life, that we are continually reminded that you are there. And help us to remember to continue to talk to you, to continue to build up that relationship with you. Draw us into you. We love you. In your son's name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Life with Impact. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Life with Impact. And to watch the full virtual service, make sure to check us out on YouTube at Impact CC. Have a great week.